Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 140 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. It's a it's a rough day, as you can see, Jacob, as you walk uh, in, and my pants and my notes are covered in tea. Yeah, you had a little tea accident Why today. is it staining my pants? It's I, mostly water. It is unusual, and it's not like it's a normal staining either. Like, somehow you have dark tea that has made your pants <laughs> go, like, lighter? I don't understand it. It's weird. That's what happens when you buy painfully cheap pants, I don't I want. Think. I don't want to hear again about how my drinking Coke is bad, because I I have never once seen Coke change the color of my clothing. No, it just it's just rotting out well, our lungs and organs and That's a problem for future Jacob. Breaking to deal down with. the makeup of a screw and things of that. Yes, but if I does. swallowed any screws or pennies, those are melted by now. So, you know, jokes on you on that one, Michelle. Boy, hilarious. <laughs> okay, so as people are listening to this episode, if it is Monday, it is President's Day. It is. It happens every year, and today's the day. <laughs> Look at you. Thank you. See, that's why I have you here. It's for the hard facts. It's true. I get to, you know what I do every year is the same documentary on the History Channel. It's one of two days of the year where the History Channel plays actual plays history. history. Yeah. <laughs> they play like all of their president's uh, documentaries, which, you know, not at all awkwardly end like in the George Bush presidency, like halfway through, because that's when they made the documentary. And then they're like, we're, we're done now. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're not going to We make haven't it updated it. This, well, this isn't forged in fire we're not making any new episodes of this historically americans began celebrating george washington's birthday just months after his death long before congress declared it a federal holiday they just loved that guy it was not until 1879 under president rutherford b hayes that washington's birthday became a legal holiday to be observed on his birthday which is february 22nd and his birthday was celebrated on that day well into the 20th century. And then in 1968, Congress passed that Monday holiday law to provide uniform annual okay. you know, observations of certain legal public holidays on Mondays. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And by creating more three-day weekends, Congress hoped to kind of bring substantial benefits to both the spiritual and economic life of the nation. So, like... Again, that, but that's for the really lucky. So if you are a very, very lucky person and today you have ditched the alarm clock, you're taking the day to relax, you're being like Jacob and watching documentaries mm-hmm. about presidents. Um, it's going to get lit when they talk about Buchanan, let me tell you. <laughs> that's usually what it does. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so – It's a day where we maybe look back on the American presidential history, but it's more important on this day to take the extra step and remember our most beloved movie and TV presidents of all time. Yes, because they usually never disappoint us. Those are the ones holding my heart. Oh, my God, yes. We're going to talk about one that I truly... I think I've been disappointed with every president since because I'm like, they're not this person. Yeah. It's it's, just not as good. I actually have one that's possibly our future. So, you know, fingers crossed on that one when we get there. I feel like I know where you're going and I dread it. (laughs) Um, But I do have to start just because it's so timely and funny. I don't know if people were fans of the show Parks and Rec. Oh, so you should be if you're not. It's a great, it's a great, great show. But Amy Poehler's 
character, Leslie, loved politics. She wanted to keep moving up in the world until she was president. She was super into that. That is her universe. But while she loved so many politicians, especially female ones that she looked up to, she loved Joe Biden. Loved him, man. <laughs> like, like, that was her dude. Loved him so much. So it's just really funny that he's president now. But we have a clip from the show when her fiance surprises her because he's working in Washington and it's an opportunity for her to meet Joe Biden. And how could we not play it on President's Day? Oh, of Day? course. Let's do it. Oh, just remembered. I uh, kind of got you an engagement present. Is it a Waffle Tower? I mean, it's a little better than that. I, that how did how did you do this? Call in a few favors. Excuse me. Here. A few hundred favors, Mr. Vice President Ben Wyatt from Congressman Murray's office. Hey Ben, Dave told me you were going to be coming by, and you must be Leslie No. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you my, my my name just came out of your mouth. Well, yeah, it did. <laughs> well, this isn't happening. This, this isn't real. No, it's it's happening, and I'm delighted to have you here. On behalf of the president and myself, I oh, want to... Oh, Mr. Vice President, I am deeply flattered, but there's no way that I could take over Madam Secretary Clinton's position. I mean... I'm confident you could do that job or any other, but Okay, the reason, I will. But, well, the reason you're here is, I'm told, you've done such a great job in your town and in the state of Indiana, and I just want to say congratulations for your public service. And I just want to say thank you. Well, you, you, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Okay. You're, you're, you're very welcome. You're, you're very handsome. I think we're all done. Well, you're very nice. Okay. But thank, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, oh, well, you will? Thank you, Mr. Vice President. You're, you're welcome. You don't let anything happen to him. Do you understand me? He is precious cargo. <laughs> I mean, just what kind of prescient timing was that, man? Like somebody figured that out. It's very, very serious love I mean, for you, him. It's really funny. And then I saw them on like talk shows together and I was like, oh, they're BFFs now. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Amy Poehler actually has a legit crush on Joe Biden. I mean, if the, <laughs> if the White House social media team isn't working on doing all kinds of like crossover work with her over the next four years, like what are we even doing? You got a perfect opportunity. Guys. I know, it's true. Um, OK, so now we'll be entering into the world of just movie and TV presidents. Not real. Boo-hoo. And I'm going to start with my favorite movie president I love so much. That is President Andrew Shepard. Oh, that is Mar Michael Douglas in The American President from 1995. I love that movie, man. I that really movie? shouldn't, and I do. It I, holds up forever. It, it You're is. like, this is what I want to pretend politics are actually like. It's yeah. like all these people who really care and are trying to make things happen. <laughs> You're like, incorrect. So in the movie, President Shepard, he is a widower. Poor guy. And he has a romance with a lobbyist, played by Annette Benning, <gasps> as she works together support for a clean air law, and he's working to pass a crime bill. So the relationship enables his opponent to attack his character. Like, what's she doing with this lady? It's Rich, but, Richard Dreyfus is like, I can't believe a oh, president. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. What that's is the president is. doing instead of doing his job? But with we've got Aaron Sorkin dialogue here. So is it an Aaron Sorkin movie? Mm -hmm. that, that I did not know. He is able to put critics in their place. Um, with just he's, he ends up with some real executive boldness. Oh at yeah. The end there, I would say he has a great speech. Um, and one of the quotes from that speech at the end when he's like, we've got serious problems and we need serious people. And if you want to talk about character, Bob, 
You better come at me with more than a burning flag and a membership card. Ba-boom! That's old school rhetoric that that you could use. Um, But I do have a clip to play from the movie because, I don't know, it hit. It's hitting in this new time that we're living in. In this, the darkest timeline that we kind of stumbled (laughs) into over the past few years. So here's another clip of my favorite president. The president doesn't answer to you, Lewis. Oh, yes, he does, AJ. I'm a citizen. This is my president. And in this country, it is not only permissible to question our leaders, it's our responsibility. But you already know that, don't you, Mr. President? Because you have a deeper love of this country than any man I've ever known. And I want to know what it says to you that in the past seven weeks, 59% of Americans have begun to question your patriotism. Look, if people want to listen to... They don't have a choice! Bob Rumson is the only one doing the talking. People want leadership, Mr. President. In the absence of genuine leadership, they'll listen to anyone who steps up to the microphone. They want leadership. They're so thirsty for it, they'll crawl through the desert toward a mirage, and when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand. Lewis, we have had presidents who were beloved, who couldn't find a coherent sentence with two hands and a flashlight. People don't drink the sand because they're thirsty. They drink the sand because they don't know the difference. Oh, so yeah. We have that definitely it definitely works, man. We have noted Canadian Michael J. Fox and Tiger Bloodfather Martin Sheen, who also a famous president, as a matter of fact. Yes, actually there is a a connection there that he ends up um, playing the president in the West Wing. Maybe we'll get to. They're all kind of connected. But yeah, Michael Douglas coming with the heat at the end of that one, man. He's coming with it. That's what you want to hear from president nowadays. Yeah. Did you say Michael Keaton? No, I said Michael Douglas. Did you? Yeah, I'm not going to mess up Douglas. This isn't a Kurt Russell situation. We've discussed that, where I didn't know the difference between I'm Michael sorry, Douglas and Kurt Russell. I'm just always dreaming of, of Michael Keaton, so that's that's Pre- understandable. President Michael Keaton? I'm, I, could, I could go for that. Oh, totally. How that is would that, work. How has that not happened? <laughs> okay, what you got? <laughs> All right, so I am going to start the president that I think is next on the horizon whenever... Dwayne Johnson decides to run for president because no. we all know that's going to happen. No. I'm, of course, going with President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho from Idiocracy, played by <laughs> Terry Crews. That's amazing. I mean, his policies about, you know, putting Mountain Dew on crops and such. This is this is great stuff here. He puts Gatorade. It has electrolytes. It, it, it's stuff <laughs> crops want. <laughs> Dude, that movie. It's that, actually terrible. It's a terrible movie, but it's like so a little bit too on the nose for our current society it, it gets, a little bit. It gets really, it has such funny moments. Oh, but I mean, the fact that the former pro wrestler turned like celebrity turned bounty hunter whatever the heck his background was just fantastic i also tried to find a clip and it was we, impossible because he, they just swear a lot i <laughs> even like wrote a couple quotes thinking that i could just you know, bleep myself but mm, no, can't, can't do it because this is going to be swear word swear word swear I word i think knowing that he was a professional wrestler and that he waters crops with gatorade i think that's enough yeah yeah to that's sum it up I mean, you know, there have been worse policies lately, and the, fa- the fa- it just it does not escape my mind that we literally 
very easily could have a wrestler as president. And the, you shuddered when I said The Rock's name when it came to that. Because you know it could happen. I, I without mean, he even seems like a nice man. But he can we, he, he seems can we like enough a, with the celebrities? He, he's, yeah, he seems like a nice guy to me, too. But, guys, mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Is that possible? <laughs> but, but go check out Idiocracy just for Terry Crews, man. He's usually at a 10. He's at like a 25 in this entire I, movie. It's fantastic. Again, not great, but I still love it. Yeah. Oh, I still so love great. that movie. Okay, I'm going with a, another serious, beloved president. All right, let's do it. President James Marshall. Can you think of who that is? Oh, my God. You have such a good memory for it. But that is Harrison Ford and Air Force One. It it just came to me after you said it, obviously. Oh, 1997. (laughs) That's when all the good presidents were around. Back when we had presidents who could murder terrorists with their own bare hands. Good (laughs) good times, man. (laughs) The 90s. That's what I'm talking about. We wasted all our presidents there. So he begins with a speech in Russia apologizing for American inaction while Mm. a genocide took place in Kazakhstan. Mm. And on the flight home, terrorists hoping to get the captured Kazakh strongmen released hijack Air Force One with the president's family abroad. Say what? (laughs) (laughs) But President Marshall uses his military training to kill the terrorists and save the day, ejecting lead hijacker Gary Oldman yep, from the plane midair. Can you please do for me the presidential quote as Oldman is, is ejected? It, oh, yeah. Get off my plane. That's <laughs> so, so great, dude. <laughs> that, but he's so good. But Harrison Ford, that's exactly how you want your president to look. Oh, that's my perfection. God. Yeah. It's like generic, like basic. You, you do a default character on a president, Harrison Ford's face pops out for sure. It definitely. Uh, that movie's so great. Do you realize that there's still like a half hour of that movie left when he like shoots Gary Oldman out of that plane? No, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> That's there, not important. There, there's still like fighter jets <laughs> shooting missiles at it, and then there's a stupid where they're moving people from one plane. Another. Oh, that movie's so great, dude. It I is, go watch but it, it right was now. like that those ninety mo- those nineties movies. Oh, just fantastic! The good <sighs> old, really good, good old dad movies, man. So you know how um, the American president had the connection with uh, Martin Sheen is in it, and then he's another president. Well, the presidential right. drama connection here is William H Macy, who plays an American security agent, would later portray the U.S. president in TV's The Unit. Oh, I did not know that. I forgot. What, I forgot William H Macy was I in that movie. I have a lot of of connections. I love, um, I love going back to watching '90s movies, man. When you like see all the super uber famous people doing I like know. nothing. Roles. I miss I miss TBS. But okay, what do you have? All right, so this guy was my favorite president for the longest time when it came to media. I am talking about President David Palmer from 24, played by Dennis Haysbert. Were you a 24 head back in the day? Never even saw an episode, weirdly. So so I got sucked all into that show. Everybody knows the premise. The 24 episodes, each one's an hour long. And it's about some terrorist attack. The president attack. is the Allstate guy, right? Yeah, the guy, okay. the Allstate guy. <laughs> okay, All, I Allstate. love his voice is beautiful. Oh, and it's fantastic on the show. Mm. You, you, whenever he's like being authoritative, you're like, yes, whatever you say, sir. Um, but he's just so good on that show. There was actually a, um, they actually did a study that was because of him on 24 and the fact that that was such a popular show uh, throughout America. The idea was that he normalized the idea of a black president for a whole lot of people. So he kind of paved the way for Obama because there's a lot of similarities with the way that they act and talk like on the show. 
So, you think, I'm sorry, you think Obama was copying him? No, 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 no. It's just that there's a lot of like overlap with like the way that people saw the guy on 24, oh, President okay. Palmer, and they're like, oh, okay, this guy's got like the same kind of deep Why voice. Why do we and, need TV to help us accept very basic things? Well, <laughs> it is, helps, why apparently. Why is that necessary? We, it, it got us used to Joe Biden being <laughs> on presidential stuff, that's for sure. Um, but he was just so good at the show. He's just such an honest guy. He's just so honorable. He was always doing the right thing for America, even when it was like costing him politically. Just so great. And he did it all in 24 hours. Did it all in 24 hours for a couple of seasons. And, you know, eventually got maybe got assassinated to kick off one of the seasons. <gasps> Spoiler but, alert. Wait, it's a, again. Ten now year, I it, can never watch it. It's the 10-year it's the <laughs> rule, and the show was on for like 10 years. So you, you, you've had your opportunity. But go check it out, guys. 24, Dennis Haysbert, fantastic. And, you know, get all state. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo. I'm, I'm um, going for that sponsorship. We're going to get it. Okay, so as we mentioned, I'm talking about President Josiah Jed Bartlett. That is Martin Sheen in the West Wing from 1999 to like 2006. This is again uh, creator and writer Aaron Sorkin, which you feel. Oh. You just... You just know. Oh, you, you know what? <laughs> I just looked watching. at the cast list. I saw Bradley Whitford, and I'm like, oh, that must there be an Aaron Sorkin movie. So this was like a wise and kind of do-goody president. He almost always did the right thing. He made the best speeches. He put narrow-minded people in their place. His civic devotion inspired viewers for years, although he did conceal his multiple sclerosis from voters. That was his biggest scandal. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It's more hiding a Come disease. On, Get out man. of here. He was really great. All right. Here's a great Bartlett quote. It really sums up his presidency. I wish I could do a Martin Sheen voice. I guess it's... Do like a Charlie Sheen, but with less like drug history in it, I guess. Right. Okay. Got that. So I voted against the bill because I didn't want it to be hard for people to buy milk. I stopped some money from flowing into your pocket. If that angers you, if you resent me, I completely respect that. But if you expect anything different from the President of the United States, I suggest you vote for somebody else. Oh, that's good stuff. Look at that. That's, I never. What w- you wouldn't give to hear that speech of like, I'm helping the poor, and if you don't like it, tough. That's we don't hear that a ton. Yeah, no, no, we don't at all. I'd like to hear that a little more. The, the irony of that is people like saw Jimmy Smith come along and they were like, mm, okay, maybe I won't. We'll see. <laughs> ne- again, never saw an episode of The West Wing. Just happened to know. I actually watched a season and while he was adorable and I loved him, I sometimes Aaron Sorkin for me, those are movies. I can do two to two and a half hours of people talking that way and then I kind of lose it. Yeah, I remember that show, The Newsroom, that he did and I liked that show but then like anytime they would give Olivia Munn like dialogue or... It was, it just didn't work at all. That is 100% correct. We really liked it too and then one day we were like... This girl's terrible. Stop watching this. Yeah, I don't need to watch this show. It does never feels, it never feels real. So yeah, Jed, President Jed Bartlett. All right, so the next one, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to actually jump over this one real quick just because it deserves. President Jack Evans from The Contender, played by Jeff Bridges, only notable because he had the gall to pick a female vice president and he basically made Joan Allen the first female vice president in American history. Oh, Joan Allen would be a good. Oh, she's great in that movie if you haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, no, I've never seen it. Pretty good movie. Another Gary Holman is a bad guy flick, but, you know. 
And again, that's kind of what he does. Anything with Gary Oldman. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you know what? He would really need to bring up. People would be mad if we didn't bring up President Selena Myers from Veep. The Julia <laughs> Louis Dreyfus. Short, short-lived presidency. Short-lived a couple of times. Long-time vice presidency. I love that show with uh, with all of my heart. Yeah, I I really hope they decide to come back for like a reunion or something. But anything. Such a great show. Just show that just shows that you don't have to have exactly the most let's say, talented crew to be running the White House. Or, like, actual love of people or country. Yeah, <laughs> liking either position. one of them. It's, it's kind of what happens when you put somebody who's not exactly good for the job, who's a complete egomaniac and not exactly educated. Kidding. Totally. It also is, like, it's so funny and bumbling. And I remember um, it's some interview someone had asked Obama, like, if he watched House of Cards and if the presidency was like that. And he was like... Nah, it's more like Veep. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, <laughs> how prescient yes, that was. Right. Um, but yeah, just that the show is great, man. You're, you're not going to be able to watch an episode without la- busting out laughing about 50 times. No, it's true. Put, it is the smartest dialogue. Put the kids to bed before watching it because you're, they're going to learn swear words. But her insults, I would be like, I want to write all of these insults down and somehow use them on people. Because oh, oh my the God. Yeah. They're She's just so they're, mean. They're so mean. And like, if you actually said that to somebody, they would just. They would just die because of this. <laughs> You're like, and I'm going to shrink away. <laughs> um, okay, another one I know that we both love this president. President Thomas J. Whitmore. That would be Bill Pullman in Independence Day from 1996. I do enjoy me some Whitman. Of that's course. Sure. President Whit- Whitmore. Whitmore. Oh, my God. Well, that's my fault then. I guess I haven't seen Independence Day in a while. Time, time to check it out today. <laughs> but he's able to keep the nation and the world together, really, in a wake of a violent alien invasion um delivering the most rousing inspirational speech when it is needed don't worry i obviously have a clip of course but more importantly under his leadership scientists and the military save the planet from catastrophe spoiler alert the, the earth has not been taken over by aliens no um and then he gets to be a hero again 20 years later when aliens return for independence day resurgence that is a pretty garbage movie. Yeah, you can avoid that one because, as Michelle said, it is probably one of the worst movies in the last 10 years. But you can watch Independence Day again just for this speech. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. 
We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. There it is. There it is. I want to. I want to put a shout out to like a Hall of Fame extra for that dude who gives him the salute like immediately after that scene is over. That dude, like that guy, knows how to play it up, man. Feels good. Oh, it God. feels good. I would follow him. I would not be as afraid of the aliens. Also, you ready for some presidential drama connections? Oh sure. Pullman would return to the fake presidency in the 2013 TV series 1600 Pen. Really? Look at all this. Wow. There's connections, a... connections, connections. Oh, I'm excited the, about my next one. There's a, a there's a one season show for you, if I ever saw one. Yeah, I never saw that show, but. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one I'm going to go with, uh, she's not exactly president of the U.S., but hmm. she's president of the world, question mark. So this is from The Expanse. It is President Christian Avasarala, played by, God, I'm going to butcher her name. Shore Akhadashlo? Wouldn't know. Basically, president of the UN is president of the Earth. Is basically you have been pushing this show so hard. It's because you need to watch it because it's fantastic. The so much. Because it is fantastic. <laughs> okay. uh, but President Avasarala, man, she is, her entire goal is just to protect the Earth. Everything she does, and she does some horrible stuff on this show. The entire goal is just to protect the people of the earth, even if it comes at like a huge personal or political cost to herself, still goes ahead and pushes to do what's right just to make sure to keep everybody safe. And if you've seen any of this show, you know, nothing is safe. There's always something terrible happening. There's always some kind of global catastrophe right afoot. But just her ability to be a strong and decisive leader who just does what they think is right, even if there's going to be a huge cost, even if people that she likes, supports, or loves completely disagree with her. If it's something that she feels is needs to be done, she's going to do it. It's good to see when you have leaders. I just have leaders. a single tear. It's what it is. If you have leaders who <laughs> actually want, and the ones that aren't afraid to get their hands dirty because she does some terrible stuff in the show too. Okay, well, let me present you with this, and you have to tell me who is a better president. All right. Her? Or President Laura Roslin, played by Mary McDonnell in Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, I like how you came with the sci-fi heat. Right? So, two different, but both very good Both very good. So, let me break down um, President Laura Roslin. She, she's a super compelling and heroic outsider also. She is a former school teacher and then became Secretary of Education. And she's like, woo-hoo, what a position. Yeah, what can I do from there? After a Cylon attack, we're talking Mm -hmm. sci-fi here, people, Mm -hmm. obliterates 99% of humanity. On the 13 colonies, they're all, 12 colonies are all dead. she must assume the presidency because she's like the only person who's in the government left and lead the survivors during this vicious dystopian war to try to find. Oh, it's not even a war. It's flat out running from the robots. Yeah, the robots are, are, are really, are really rough. So it's like not only this whirlwind of going from secretary of education to president in a day's time, and despite having little training for it, she also has to keep this group of severely traumatized refugees together in some semblance of civilization. So I'm sorry, man. That is the hardest job of all the presidents on here. How about the first season alone? She had to do all this while treating breast cancer through like an herbal tea yeah. because they're in space and there's nothing. Yeah, it's and you have to like 
realize you're under constant attack from mutant robots and you're like, oh, we don't have any ammunition coming in. How are we going to do fuel? What are yeah. we going to feed these people? I love Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar is great. I can't that's wait the for best. If they're like, that's a nerd show and you're like, then I'm actually super proud. I cannot wait for the new one because I hope that they keep them all connected because so far the first and the, the, all the all the series are connected. So I hope that they keep that up, man, because, man, such yeah, a fantastic. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, a new one. That's tough. And then let me just do one more because we're pretty it. much totally out of time here. As but always. I have to mention, do you know President Douglas Dillman, James Earl Jones. <laughs> got to get a better name. Got to workshop well, that name, guys. From The Man from 1972. So no, there is our there is our first black president. It's true. So it's and after voice too. an accident. Oh, yeah, that's a presidential voice. Dennis after, Haysbert versus James Earl Jones in a voice-off. Ooh, I'd pay, I'd pay money to hear that one. I would accept that. Do I Hamlet soliloquies? <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. Anyway, an accident kills the president and the Speaker of the House. And the vice president, well, he reveals like an illness or something. So the senator, Dillman, ends up being sworn in as America's first black president. And, of course, racist, racist cabinet members and his radical daughter, they both try to sway his actions in either way. And he finds his own voice. And what a voice. Yeah, what a voice. Dealing with an international assassination that has racial overtones. So... One great presidential quote from this movie to see if you'd be into it. And I have to do James Earl Jones. That's no good. Um, if nailed, we nailed it. justify the taking of any life in the name of our mortality, we've done nothing but murder our mortality. Ooh, that's a good right? that's a good James Earl Jones. President line. Dillman. Also, presidential drama connections. This movie was written by Rod Serling. I thought you were say Rod Stewart. Like what? No. <laughs> Who also wrote the 1964 film Seven Days in May, which is about a military plot mm-hmm. to oust a president. That's a good movie. I watched that for our coup episode. Uh, yeah, in the archives, a, everybody. And that was a good film. Yes, it was. Oh, All right. Well, we have a lot stuff. of presidents left, but we'll just have to wait for another President's Day. Yeah, because some of the other ones are not so. Great. Great, and you're, people are gonna kind of laugh at it's us. It's true. There's definitely there's definitely some bad ones. But okay, you, but, do, do you want to plug us up? Yeah, you want to know where you can get all of these presidents and more? At your local library. We have 37 <gasps> branches all over Erie County. Stop on by, say hi, guys. We are open, so you can come on in and pick up your books. Uh, we also have our website at www.buffalolib.org. So go on, check out what's going on online. And uh, don't forget to follow us at All Booked Up Pod on Twitter. And oh. Michelle's got a big announcement about I mean, stuff. I've said it before, but I just can't say it enough. There are no more holds fees. Nope. So it used to cost a quarter, you know, to send books to different libraries. We've got shipping. We've got people driving stuff around. It was a dollar for DVDs. It is zero now. You can be like, I want to watch this entire season of a show boom yeah. you can check it out you can have it sent it's really great we're doing this for you that, yeah so you guys can get the free free request now get it set to whatever library is closest to you i mean why would you not want to take advantage of that yeah and then we still like i said for people um who are homebound and can't leave their house they are sending things in the mail now too so you can get things delivered to your house see, more awesome programs that the libraries love, do guys we love you guys we're here we for you. you that's what the buffalo library is let's get some presidential facts are you ready I, i'm i'm ready let's do it did you know and i know you know a lot so maybe you know all of these maybe. george washington was the only he was the first president you got yeah. it. Look at that. <laughs> no, he was the only president unanimously elected. 
Every state representative voted for him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Paul Giamatti was heated about that, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, huh? how come I couldn't even get one vote for president? It's hard to separate <laughs> real life from this. But John Adams died uh-huh. on the same day as Thomas Jefferson, July 4th, 1826. That's just cool, man. Isn't like, that crazy? That day is also the 50th anniversary of the approval of the Declaration of Independence. Look at that. Look at this kind of special. They, they both had something to do with it. You especially especially Jefferson. You know, you had, you had a Maybe they actually killed each other. Maybe Ooh. it was a duel and we just don't know. I, according to the TV show that I was that I was referencing there, apparently they died on the bed uh, like like cursing the other one and hoping that he, they were friends, but he was like, I hope he dies first. Sounds right. Um, do you know the only two presidents who have signed the Constitution? Uh, Madison and Monroe? Madison and Washington. Ah. You're right there. 50%. Very good. Almost there. But James Madison, I did not know this, was the shortest president at five feet, four inches, and he weighed 100 pounds. My man is rocking that Tom Cruise height. That is a tiny, tiny little person. All right, every, all right everybody. We need some legislation <laughs> to go through right now. And Abraham Lincoln was the tallest president at six foot four. And a wrestler, by the way. That Stop. And that, But that tied Lyndon B. Johnson was also six four. And our last presidential fact today, the S in Harry S. Truman. Do you know what that stands for? Mm, no. Nothing. What? It's just us. He pulled a Homer J. Simpson on <laughs> He sure did. Oh. Well, at least Homer J's means J. Well, it just means, yeah, just J. J-A-Y. This is just S. What? So, yeah. What Truman. are you going to do? You I deserve, don't know that that's his fault. I you deserve to go broke after your presidency <laughs> for garbage like that, Truman. Wow, very judgy. Okay, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you have the day off and enjoy it, and we will catch you next time. Bye.